Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Thursday, August the 4th. 2022. It is currently 9.32 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas, and it is time. I know we're way behind because it's Thursday, but it's been another crazy week. Uh, Lots of things have happened. We're not going to go through everything that's happened, everything that's delayed this week, but all, all we can do is make the most of what we have right in front of us right now. But yes, it's Thursday, and so another week of Bible study exercise is slipping away. It is it is, it is almost gone. Before we know it, it's going to be Friday, then it'll be Saturday, and then we'll be starting a new week of Bible study. And that, it feels like for the last couple of weeks, we really haven't had a great Bible study exercise. I feel like that we have been, well, let me not, let me not, let me say this, let me say this correctly. I will feel that I have not done what I need to do to provide you Well, what I think you need to have a good Bible study exercise. I've done my best, but definitely I have fallen short, but there's been a lot of things that have happened. You understand all of that, but let's not waste any time, all right? We've got to grab as much as we can of this week's Bible study exercise and get the most out of it. So that's what I'm going to try to do this evening, all right? And hopefully you will... um, You'll be willing to participate, right? I know it's really, isn't it amazing, spiritually speaking? Spiritually speaking, and I know I'm dropping pencils, but that's okay, all right? I have to, as soon as I get ready to start thinking out loud, I have to pick up a pencil. But I think we know this. Spiritually, it is amazing how quickly you can fall out of a habit, right? It, it, it takes a long time to develop spiritual habits, right? Like maybe consistent Bible memorization, consistent Bible reading, consistent Bible study, church attendance, prayer, uh, so many different aspects of the Christian life, fasting, whatever the case may be, it is so difficult to develop that spiritual habit, right? To make something that that it just becomes second nature and you just, you're constantly doing it. You don't really have to think about it. It takes a lot to get there because developing spiritual habits, it spiritual habits go against our fleshly nature. It goes against our basic fleshly desires where we typically want to indulge ourselves please ourselves that we it, the to go to try to do that which is spiritual goes against that so it makes sense that it's very difficult to develop a spiritual habit i think we can all agree on that and but what's so fascinating and somewhat frightening is how quickly you can what even even if you're able to develop a spiritual habit how quickly you can just kind of fall out of that habit like, oh, I had this good spiritual habit and then I was sick for one week or this occurred or, or we had this problem or we, we had to work on this or this problem happened or the kids were sick or it, it doesn't matter. It can just be, in some cases, it seems like the smallest thing and then boom, yet that spiritual habit just implodes on itself. And then you have to go back to trying to struggle to redevelop it. And I, I feel that. I hope that we haven't, and when I say we, including myself here, 
that we haven't fallen out of a spiritual habit for the Bible study exercise. If we have, then we've got to get back to trying to reestablish that those habits. So because, I mean, we desperately need those spiritual habits in our life. We definitely need those because, again, we, we are constantly fighting against the flesh. We're constantly fighting against self. We're, we're constantly fighting against it. And it's only through these spiritual habits that we can try to combat that. So if, if, you, if that has occurred recently, if you feel like you've kind of gotten off track, then please tell me what I can do to help you get back on track and to reestablish those spiritual habits. I, I real because I really I'm, I'm worried about myself and I'm worried about everyone else because we've had just a just enough things happen to mess everything up and it's been extremely frustrating. And now that I think about the fact that it's already Thursday, I'm like, wow, what happened? What happened? So let's take the most of this Thursday evening and let's turn our attention back to this week's Bible study exercise, which is 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. Now, I've already given you a couple of things to work on. I've given you a couple of assignments. I'm going to give you a couple of other things to do tonight that hopefully won't be very difficult, but will be very beneficial. And we'll find a way to to kind of weave, uh, to try to weave these things that we're going to be talking about tonight, maybe tomorrow, maybe Saturday. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll find a way to Use them for the rest of the month of August, maybe. Maybe for the rest of 2022. I, I, I've got some ideas. We'll see what we can do. But are you ready? Here we go. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Paul writing, he says this, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, now, these are the words I want you to write down, all right? So, so I want you, if you have a piece of paper or something to write with, I want you to write down the following words, right? So Paul says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, write down the word supplications, prayers, intercession or intercessions, and giving of thanks, I want you to write down the word supplications. I want you to write down the word prayers. I want you to write down the word intercessions. And I want you to write down the word giving of thanks. Paul calls us, exhorts us, challenges us that you and I would, this is very important, give supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks for all men. That in your Christian life, you need a daily consistent habit of giving supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks for all men. That's what we're called to do. But I want us to just break each one of those down. So I, here's what, here's your assignment is very simple. Write down those words. Number one, supplications. Number two, prayers. Number three, intercessions. Number four, giving of thanks. So just write those down. That's simple. Just write them down. Then I want you to look up the Greek word that is translated, the Greek word for each one of these, the Greek word for supplications, the Greek word for prayers, the Greek word for intercessions, and the Greek word uh, for giving of thanks. 
I want you to look up and true, because I want you to really understand each one of those. I want you to be able to give me more than just a, a working definition. I want you to be able to give me a very biblical understanding of each of supplications, of prayers, of intercession, of giving things. So write those down. Then look up the Greek word for each one. Then number three, this is simple. I want you to find me a biblical example of each. A biblical example of supplications. A biblical example of prayers. A biblical example of intercessions. And a biblical example of giving of thanks. So write down each word, look up the Greek for each, and then of course, obviously, write down the meaning and and, and you know the under the definition of what it actually means, and then just find a biblical example of each one of those things. A biblical example of supplications, a biblical example of intercessions, a biblical example of, of prayers, a biblical example of giving of thanks. And make sure when you find an example, it's an example that you, you know, you're, you're like, okay, yeah, I think this is a good example. Don't just don't go, oh, wait, right there, 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 there's one. There. No, I actually look at the example, really, because you may find one. And then when you start reading it going, well, I don't think this is very good, or I don't really understand exactly what's going on here. It seems somewhat confusing. I don't think this is going to help clarify anything. I think this is going to just simply make things more convoluted. Don't, don't pick something. That's only going to make things more convoluted. Find something that will bring clarity to the situation. So write down the words, right? Supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks. Look up the Greek word for each one. Supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks. And then find a biblical example of each. Supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks. If you don't accomplish anything else before this week is out, I want you to be able to clearly explain what each one of those things are. I want you to say, here is what the, this is what it, this is what intercession, this is what supplication, this is what prayer, this is what giving of things. I want you to be able to clearly tell me what it is. And I want you to be able to say, and here's a good biblical example of it. Now, with that in mind, I'm going to give you a little bit of help but I'm just going to give you help that comes directly from the curriculum. All right. That's all I'm going to do tonight. That we, we could look some things up, but I'm, I'm not going to do that because we're, we're, this week is fast approaching an, another, an end. So I want to make sure you have something that you can work on, something you can look up. All right. Because I definitely want to see that. But let, let's just consider what the curriculum has to say because I think it's very interesting. All right. Here we go. This is from the curriculum. This is from the Daily Discipleship Guide student. Daily Discipleship Guide student, right? Here's what they write. The Paul, the Paul, the Paul. Paul wrote 1 Timothy to Timothy. Obviously, we 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 would understand that, correct? Paul wrote 1 Timothy to well, Timothy. And chapter 2 Paul addressed the topic of prayer and began with the phrase, first of all. Paul stresses that it is important that we pray and that we pray for all men. We pray for that person who gets on your nerves, he's included. The family member who rubs you the wrong way, almost every day, she's also included. 
So Paul wants us to, and now they, they say the word, the word, the word, first of all is there. And if you'll look at first Timothy uh, chapter two, verse one, you'll see, I exhort therefore that first of all, first of all. So he's really emphasizing this, that we pray for all men. So that means anyone, your enemy, that means someone you disagree with, someone you can't stand, someone who hates you, someone's lying about you, someone who's hurting you. No matter who they are, we are to pray for all men. Okay, now there's, there's a lot we could do here. But what I want to focus on is this. Paul urged his readers, Paul urged his readers to pray four different types of prayers they identified those four words that those four phrases or well words supplication prayer intercession giving of thanks but they, they they break these down as four types of prayers four types of prayers again uh, the uh, the king james uses the words supplication prayer intercession and giving of thanks uh, i'm going to read it from a different translation This translation uses the words petitions, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks. So that may give you an idea of what maybe some of these things are. But they they refer to these as four types of prayers. We often use these terms interchangeably, but their meaning carry different nuances that illuminate how we should pray. Now, do do you use the terms interchangeably? I was always taught that they're not interchangeable, that they're different parts of prayer. They're different aspects of prayer and that a good prayer life, that all, all parts of prayer are a part of a good prayer life. And so every single day, we need to be giving these types of prayers to all men, to all people. People we like, people we hate, people we agree with, people we disagree with, people who are hurting us, people we are hurting, people we have hurt, people who have hurt us, people we need to forgive, people we hope will forgive us, whatever the case may be, who they are, what they've done, anything about them is irrelevant. We need to be giving these kinds of prayers to all people. But we need to understand these these four. Now, the curriculum d- defines them as this. Now, your job is you, as when you're looking up the Greek words and finding biblical examples of these, you'll be able to determine, no, I disagree with the curriculum or I agree with the curriculum. And you can let me know because I definitely want to know what you discover. Here we go. Supplications. They define supplications this way. A supplication points to a need, something a person lacks. It means appealing to God about a matter. So a supplication points to a need. A supplication is where you're bringing a need to God, a specific need to God. All right. It's you're appealing to God about a specific matter, a specific need. But you're praying for all men about their needs. Right? So there's supplications. Now, what's interesting is the next word is prayer, which is kind of interesting because we see all, all of these as a part of prayer, but then prayer is actually mentioned. Now, if I, if I could remember, I can't remember which seminary I went to, um, 
it was interesting. They they referred to supplication, intercession, not as parts of prayer, but as something separate. I wish I could find the the lecture from that seminary, and if I could remember exactly what they were. It was really a, an odd approach. Um, I never heard it actually. You know, no, those aren't parts of prayer. These are something else. And I'm kind of like, I, I don't really, I didn't understand. They were like trying to make a distinction where I didn't think a distinction was needed. But it is interesting that we have supplication, which we would call a part of prayer. And then the very next word is prayer. That That is kind of interesting. Now, they define prayer th- this. So supplication points to a need. It means appealing to God about a specific matter. Prayer, they define as simply describes communicating with God. The term doesn't emphasize what we're praying for, but to whom we're offering our prayers. So they say the term prayer simply, this doesn't emphasize what we're praying about. It just means that we're communicating with God. So we bring our supplication, which is a part of prayer. We pray. In other words, when we pray, it's to God. It's we're at, we're actually communicating to God. We're not. I think this is very important. Prayer is not designed for you to be to, for you to provide a witness to people. Let me give you an example. And I know this is going to offend some people. When you go to a restaurant, if you pray before a meal in a restaurant. And your goal is to be seen so that you can, quote unquote, be a witness or a testimony that no, that's not correct. Prayer is not about you being seen by men. Prayer is about you communicating directly to God. If your if your purpose in prayer is ever so that you will be seen, even if your motive is good, you want to be seen so you can be a good testimony. That's the wrong motive. Prayer is about communication directly to God. It's not so that you can be seen or you can be heard or or anything like that. Um, it, 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 any any prayer that the focus is on something other than a direct communication to God, I, I'm I, you're no longer praying. I'll give you a good example. Um, as far as uh, preachers are concerned. It, it seems to me that when, uh, say, pastors get ready to start a sermon, they'll get ready to start a sermon, maybe they'll give like a basic introduction, and then they'll say, let us pray, right? And then they'll pray, Lord, you know, hide me behind your cross, let people not hear me, let them hear you, speak to these people. It, it seems like, wait a minute. So at this moment, you feel like you need to communicate to God about the sermon you're going to preach, or... Are you doing this in order to try to, like, it almost serves as a manipulative technique to convince the people that, hey, what you're about to hear comes from God. So you can't argue against it. You can't question it because I'm asking God to speak through me. It's, is it, is it almost like a manipulative technique to convince the people that what they're going to hear is from God? Because what would be your point in praying at that time? You're, you're already standing behind the pulpit. You've already kind of introduced the sermon and then you're like, okay, let us pray. What, what's the point there? 
It's the point that you're really going to communicate with, like right now, right where you, your, your mind is focused on your sermon notes, your mind is focused on your delivery, your mind is focused on how many people are present, your mind is already, that's, and now all of a sudden you bow your head and you start praying. Are you really communicating to God? Are you trying to communicate to the people? Sometimes pastors in their prayer, they almost start preaching. They almost start giving, like, like they give an introduction and then in the prayer, they're almost giving another introduction to the sermon and then the prayer at the end of a sermon. Are you really communicating to God or is it an opportunity for you to go over your, your three points in your outline one more time? Like your, the sermon is over and then you're like, okay, Lord, I pray that the people understand basically point number one, point number. That's not prayer. You're still preaching. Prayer is about communicating with God. Whenever your prayer has any ulterior motive, any other motive other than direct communicating to God, you're not praying. You're, you're preaching. You're, you're trying to be a witness. You're trying to get attention for yourself. Whatever the case may be, it ceases to be prayer. That's why Jesus was very condemning of the Pharisees, Sadducees that, you know, they would pray so that everyone could see them. And Jesus talked about going into your prayer closet and praying. What's the point when, like, it, it, there's, I don't understand from a pastoral perspective, what's the point of praying before your sermon or after your sermon? I mean, you've either prayed for it or you haven't. Like, is it just because, oh, well, check it off the list. We're supposed to do that today. It's time, this is the time where we give a couple of minutes of prayer. This is what we do here. If, if it just becomes something that you're checking off the list, it stops being communication with God. So we are to give supplications and we are to give prayer and prayer simply describes communication with God. It doesn't emphasize what we're praying for, but whom we're offering our prayers. When you pray, you're praying to God. You're not praying for anyone else's benefit. You're not praying for anyone else to hear you. You're praying to God. Are you really communicating with God? Are you, is that what you're really doing? Supplications, prayer. Number three, intercession. This is the type of prayer we most often think of when we pray for others. An intercession has the idea of meeting or an interview with someone. It's like an appointment with God in which you present a request. Intercession is where we typically think of when we pray for others. It's an idea of a meeting or an interview with someone, which is interesting that it's used in that way. It's like an appointment with God. You're making an appointment with God to bring a request on the behalf of someone else. All right? So you you are petitioning or you are supplicating, supplications. You are, uh, you're bringing a need to God. Right, you're bringing a need. And that need could be your need. It could be any need. You're bringing a need before God. Prayer, you're making sure you're actually communicating to God. And then three, intercession, you're meeting with God to bring the concern or needs of other people to God. Not yours, but the needs of other people. And listen, maybe not even, the, well, you're bringing the needs of other people. We, we could get into a whole discussion about that. And then number four, giving of thanks. We express being thankful when we express gratitude for God for something he has done for us or on behalf of another. 
This is where we express our gratitude to God. We express our gratitude to God for what he has done, for what he has done, what he is doing, and what he will do. So we are to pray for all men, for all people, everyone. And we are to bring supplication, we're to bring prayer, we're to bring intercession, and we're to bring giving of things. I want you to write those four things down. I want you to look up the Greek word for each one. And I want you to find a biblical example of supplication, of prayer, of intercession, and of giving of things. All right. Okay, and then I I almost want to stop there. I'm going to give you one more assignment. And I want this one to be fun. I want you to take a notebook. And after you understand supplication, prayer, intercession, giving of thanks, I just want you to write out a prayer of supplication. I want you to write out a prayer, just showing that you are communicating directly to God. I want you to write out an intercession, and I want you to write out a giving of thanks. I want you to write one out. I want you to write a, a one out for each one of those. And your own words about whatever. Now, you can... You don't have to show this to me, but I want you to just write it out. You say, well, I could just pray it. You could, but writing it out makes you really think about the words, really make you consider so that you really are making sure that you truly are understanding each part here. So write down the four words, supplication, prayer, intercession, giving of things. Look up the Greek word for each one, find a biblical example, and then write out your own supplication, your own prayer, your own intercession, your own giving of thanks. And remember, prayer here is simply, it's simply describing communicating with God. It doesn't emphasize what you're praying for. It doesn't des- describe what, it's not even really a specific prayer. You can pray without asking for something. You can pray by just communicating with God, sharing your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, your, your pain, your irritation, your, your depression, your discouragement. It's just talking to God, but you're actually talking to him. We think prayer is always asking for something. No, sometimes it's just that we are communicating to God. The more we communicate to God, then the more God-focused we are. The more we are talking to God about the issue, we are trying to have a God-centric focus about that issue. There you have it. There's your assignment for this evening. Pretty simple. Pretty straightforward. I, I want to do more work on these. I really do. I want to do more work on these, but we won't right now. We will not at this moment. Supplication, prayer, intercession, giving of things. I had to stop myself a couple of times. I wanted to go. <laughs> I, had, I had to try to force myself just to read the words of the of the curriculum because I wanted to do my own thing, but I, I, I think I stopped myself. I think I did pretty good. I think I did okay there. Now, no one's asking any questions. No one's offering any thoughts or perspectives. So um, hopefully I've been clear. If you need any 
me to repeat anything. If you need any, any, for me to offer any more clarity to these issues, to clarify something, just email me newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. And I will do my very best to offer some kind of clarity to these important things and, and to these assignments. All right. Someone said, uh, you were clear. Well, thank you very much. I, I hope I hope I was. I hope I was. And some someone today was making a joke about I'm never my voice is never going to go back to normal. I don't know if it ever is. I, I thought earlier today it was back to normal. I don't know about right now. I don't know about right now, but I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. But I do apologize for this week's delay in getting anything done for the Bible study exercise. It's been crazy. Um Yesterday, at about this time, I was having nervous breakdown uh, because um, we I tested positive again for COVID. I was like 1,000% convinced there's no way that I'm going to test positive again. There's just no way. It's got to be over. And then when it happened, I was like, you know, because it's just, it causes so many issues. And, and yeah, I won't go through it. It's just so frustrating. So this morning, finally testing Negative for COVID is a good sign. So hopefully Sunday, if the people in my church even remember where church is located, we can get back to in-person services and hopefully we can get back to, I don't know, let's, uh, we got, we, I feel like we're so far behind on podcast episodes. It is, it is so, it is so depressing I feel like like I like I could turn on the microphone and do a, a podcast episode every hour on the hour for seventy two hours, and by the end of that, someone would be like, "You're still not caught up. You still didn't make up for all the lost time," and and, and they would be right. But um, obviously, I can't just do that. But we'll we'll see what we can do. We see what we can do. I just right now everything feels so. Podcasting is so much about a rhythm. There's like a a rhythm, a flow that you kind of just get into, and it feels very natural. And it's still, and then maybe part of the reason it doesn't feel natural yet is because I've been trying to unpack John seventeen twenty one and the disunity of Christianity. Maybe maybe that was the wrong topic to try to do in the middle of having COVID. But man, that that has definitely caused a lot of upheaval and just I still don't know if we've even come close to I think we did a pretty decent job today. I think so. I was, I'm still not happy with that episode, but I think by the end, I think I offered at least some clarity there. But um, yeah, hopefully I can get back to where it just feels like, okay, there we go. It's, it's good. Just walk upstairs, turn on the microphone. Let's do this. Let's let's do this. Let's do this. So we've we've got a lot to, to try to catch up on, and we'll see what we see if we can. Uh, let's see if we can end August on some kind of a positive note. I mean, July was man. What happened to July? I mean, you talk about we had the week where it was power outages, internet outage fire. And then the next thing you know, then it's COVID. It's been like, what in the world? Um, so I'm hoping for a little bit of just uh, something. I'm hoping, I'm hoping for something. So we will see. All right. Thanks. Uh, 
for someone saying that I was clear. I'm glad I, I, I tried to be. Now, some of you are going to be like, but you gave us homework. I didn't want any homework. Yeah, deep down you did. See, deep down, I was hearing these voices going, we need more homework. I, I wish you would hear me. And, and, I, and, I, and now I know no one is actually saying that, but we need to do a little bit of work here. We need to do a little bit of work. Now, see, now I don't want to stop. There we have it. All right, email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Four, phrase, four words, four phrases, Greek words, biblical examples, and write out your own example. Pretty straightforward assignment, should be helpful, should be beneficial. And if you have any problems or difficulties, let me know soon as possible so that then maybe even tomorrow I can take, because your feedback makes it so simple to turn on the microphone and go, well, here we go. This is easy. We can jump right in and start right there. That makes it easy. So if there's something I can do, let me know. All right. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a wonderful night. God bless.